Rabotai, we continue our study of the Tariyak Mitzvot, and we are up to Mitzvah number 395. That's the Mitzvah of Maaser Rishon. It's a positive commandment also in Parashat Korah. Pasuki et Maasar Bnei Yisrael, Asher Yarimu Lahashem Teruma Natati Lalviim. So that is the law that says that we have to give 10% of the yield of the fields to the Leviim. That 10% is referred to in the Torah as, or in the Halakha as Maaser Rishon. Now what would be the reason why we have to give this uh, tax or gift to the Leviim? So the Chinuch writes, because the Leviim were the chosen tribe, and therefore they deserve to get their sustenance and livelihood in a respectable way. And they shouldn't really have to be diverted to go uh, make a parnasah because that would take them away from what he refers to as avodat ha-melech, the service of the king. Now, technically speaking, there's 12 tribes. So if you want to give uh, the Leviim, uh, you know, an equal chalik as everybody else, so they should get one-twelfth of the yield of the fields. Uh, but they're actually getting a double benefit over here. The Torah is giving them 10%, which is uh, 2% more than everybody else technically would get if you divide it equally amongst 12 tribes. And they're even getting a bigger share because the 10% is given to them uh, after taxes. You know, they don't have to worry about all the money that they had to pay for the field and all the maintenance and all that. So there's really no cost. It's uh, 10% net. So therefore, they're getting an extra 2%, plus they're getting, you know, it's clean. And again, that is only because the Torah wants us to get blessing as well. Because if we support those that are serving God, <coughs> the Mishnah Perkeavot says, <laughs> that if a person wants to become wealthy, and the way to protect his wealth is to give his ma'asir. And actually, the Chinuch reminds us that this is one of the only mitzvot that you're allowed to test God to see if it works. That you're actually out to say, all right, I'm going to test and try to, I'm going to give my ma'asid and let's see if I become rich. Uh, you can't say, well, listen, I'll keep Shabbat, you know, and let's see if I become wealthy by keeping Shabbat. You got to keep Shabbat because you got to keep Shabbat. The Torah says, Lotan Nasu, et Hashem. You can't test God. But when it comes to ma'asrot, uh, they, uh, they waive that rule. Now, when it comes to some of the laws of ma'asid rishon, interestingly enough, ma'asid rishon is not like terumah. Once you give it to the Levi, it's hulin. It's just regular, regular food. And for that matter, once you give it to the Levi, anybody is able to eat it. Not only a Levi, but he can even give it to a uh, Yisrael. So long as the Levi took tiruma from the Maaser, which we'll learn about, that he has to actually take uh, an additional 10% from what he got and give it to the Kohen. But once he settles that, then the food is totally hulin and anybody could eat it. The question is, what is... Obligated. What, what product is obligated on ma'asir? Well, uh, primarily the rule is going to be that uh, fruit, uh, specifically dagan, tirosh, v'yishar. Dagan would be grains, the five grains. Tirosh would be uh, uh, grapes. And yitzhar would be olives. Those are the only three products that are going to be hayav, minat Torah. Uh, however, regarding all other fruits and uh, vegetables, it's only an obligation, midrabanan. Now, furthermore, minat Torah, there's only an obligation to give ma'asir on fruits that you're intending to eat. 
However, fruits that you intend to sell are patur minatora. Furthermore, there's a season when ma'asir hits. It's called onata ma'asir. Onata ma'asir means the fruit have to reach a certain amount of uh, growth and ripeness, exactly, in order to then mandate that you have to take your ma'asir. Uh, normally, it means the time where the fruit grows enough where if you would plant that fruit in the ground, it would be able to produce more fruit. And at that point over there, one would be able to still eat from the fruits, achilat aray, snacking would be okay, but if you can eat in a permanent fashion, one would have to give ma'asir at that, uh, at that point. Until he has what's called gemar melacha. Gemar melacha means, example, he takes the fruit, he puts it in a pile, he smoothens the pile, and that's it. You're done. Now the, now the fruit is actually finished. You did all this work that you would normally do with this fruit to prepare it. Now already it's Hayab and Maaseh. At that point, it was Hayab and Maaseh already before. But at this point, already you cannot even eat uh, Achilat uh, Aray. Furthermore, the only time you Hayab and Maaseh is when the fruit is brought through the front door. As a Gizrat Katuv, it has to see the, the front gate. And in the olden days, the people that wanted to exempt themselves from ma'asir used to bring it from the skylight and from the back door and from the porch and things like that. But uh, nonetheless, that is the law. This law applies to men and women alike, and it applies actually not only to Yisraelim, but to Kohanim and Levi'im. So even a Levi, who the ma'asir Rishon goes to him, he still has to separate ma'asir Rishon nonetheless. And uh, they have to uh, take maser from their uh, dagan, tirosh v'yitzar, and their fruit. It's only Nuhag in Eris Israel, the laws of maser. And um, we are going to see there are some applications. The Hanukh tells us in Chutz La'aris as well. But he says, wait for mitzvah number 507, which we ain't got a time for that. But when we get to 507, you'll start to learn some of the laws of maser, Rishon, in regard to Chutz La'aris. But again... Today's application, at least for us, we talk about giving ma'asir in tzedakah. Ma'asir is the 10% of charity, although it's not the Torah law. Torah law was not talking about giving 10% to charity. The Torah law was talking about giving 10% of your yield from the, food, from the fields to the levi. Again, but the application today, not on a Torah level, on a either rabbinical or minhag level, would be that uh, we've taken this mitzvah in charity. However, it's been proven already a thousand times over that those that are careful and meticulous in the ma'asir become just as wealthy as those people that were careful in giving the ma'asir to the Levi in the time. So therefore, it still has a... Uh, the, the berakah didn't change. Maybe the, the, the way we do the mitzvah uh, changed over time, but the uh, result stays the same, that ma'asirot uh, are still siyag la'osher.